Happy Halloween, Family Twisters. It's Corey here. You know, Kendall and I are huge fans of Halloween and horror movies in general. And we had big plans this year to have a couple of guests on who would have been really compelling for a Halloween episode. But with the Screen Actors Guild strike still going on, and we support the actors, we weren't able to do those interviews. So here is a vintage interview I did with one of the greatest scream queens of all time, D. Wallace Stone. Enjoy. According to your IMDb page, you're working a ton. How do you even have time to do a con? I, you know, timing. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I work really closely with the universe. Yeah, yeah. And like I had another film offer last week that came in and I said, look, these are the dates, and they went, we can work it. We can do it in between those dates. So oh. it just, if it's meant to be for me, it always seems to work out. Yeah, yeah it's, sometimes it works out almost too much. I'm going, all right, now we need to slow down just a little bit. But that was my fifth film this year. So that is why. yeah, I'm almost up to my 200th film. That is crazy. I know. You know, but a lot of people will say, yeah, well, you know, the older you are, and if you're a woman in the business, you're not going to work anymore. And I went, not my reality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not creating that one. <laughs> so, I mean, of course, your, your work is, is very vast and, and it crosses all genres, but I think a lot of people, of course, know you from the horror. And... Ben, I'm a scream queen, baby. Yeah. <laughs> what does that term mean to you, scream queen? It means I know how to do a lot of really great emotional work. Yeah. I think the horror genre and the thriller genre gives an actor the most opportunity to do high emotional work, and that's what I like to do. I mean, I like comedy, but if I had to do a career of comedy, for me, it would not be as fulfilling. There are, I would say that there are a handful, really, only of like what people would consider horror icons. And I would say you fall into that category. Well, I love you for that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what is it like when you get together with some of these other icons? And, you know, of course, there's some here at the con, but you, you work with them from time to time, too. And You know, it's like getting together with another girlfriend right. <laughs> or, or guy friend. Really, we're all just people. Looking for a good gig, you know. We could all be teachers looking for a good gig, true, too. True. Although we are a little bit more bizarre than your average teacher, of which I am also one, you know. I taught high school before I got into this crazy business. But it, it really is, we don't talk about how we scream or how we cry or any of that we catch up on each other's life which everybody does sure you know? sure is there like an unspoken camaraderie when you're when you're at something like this and obviously you're very busy but you know you might see somebody walking by I mean, oh all the time yeah. all the time yeah like um, kane hotter and i just had a huge hug down there when we were setting up and I've got to find Billy Zane. We we did a movie together and 
sometimes I don't see some of the people on the circuit for six months. But when we see each other, it's like, oh, my God, you know, and what's going on with you and the last time we talked. And, yeah, it's it's a tight. It's a tight group and it's a life that we all understand, you know, that it's just part of the gig anymore. I want to say last year at home we watched Red Christmas. Uh, that's like a gut punch, that movie. That's, thank you. That's, wow. I'm so proud of that movie. <laughs> it's, wow, it was just that was the fantastic character work. I mean, I, and I think that's really what sets good good horror apart from that. You movie. bet. You, know, it's like you, you just, bet. You need to have that established. Top uh, Australian actors in that movie. I was really honored to work with so many of them. And the nicest people, we just got together, all of us, most of us, in L.A. about two weeks ago. They were in for a film festival. I went, oh, well, we've got to get together. And we all, yeah, they're just really good people. It was a great experience doing that. That was pretty wild. And I mean, it's you you had to take the lead. You know, you were the matriarch of the family and, and... Yeah, I, family was at risk. So. I said, you know, when I read it, I don't know if I can do this anymore, but I'm sure giving it a shot. Oh, it was yeah, it was something else, definitely. So, kind of flipping gears a little bit, you know, we're we've got this weird. Of course, it's always a weird time in this country, but it's a particularly weird time in this country. Yeah, think yeah, where we have you know, the Me Too movement juxtaposed with the misogyny and things like that that are, that are becoming more commonly accepted by our leaders. Can you weigh in on that, just on, on, the, on how you live your life and how you approach this? I, I live my life through the perspective of love. And if it doesn't, if anything doesn't resonate with love for me, uh, it's not where I want to go. Yeah. And I think it's not where we want to go right. as a country as people, individuals. I know as a spiritual teacher that love creates everything, conquers everything, heals everything. And when you move away from love, that's when you experience the anger and the fear. And so I think what's going on in our country is Mr. Trump is being a catalyst Uh, for waking ourselves up to realize how in alignment with love we each are. And that includes toward him. So if we go into judgment and anger around that, we also are falling out with the alignment of love. Right, right. Which is tough. I mean, It's It's a big fucking challenge. It's a tough road to follow. For sure. But the great people, you see, when they meet that challenge, then they affect millions of other people. Right, right. So we need more of those people. Yep. I also write, it's weird, I write a blog about death and grieving for a, for a funeral home chain. And so I recently saw the picture that you posted of the artwork. that. With your... Oh, yes. Isn't it beautiful? Yes, it's amazing. How did that come to be? Well... It's funny, my daughter stayed, started dating this gentleman, yeah. and he's an actor, and he said, he was over one night, and, he, and Gabrielle said, oh my God, Mom, you've got to look at his artwork. 
And there's a lot of artwork. Well, there wasn't any artwork really that was associated with grief or ashes or any any of that. And I I love the electricity stuff that he does. And I said, oh God, you know, that I can just feel the power of love in this work. And that spurred him on to create what he has now named spirit art, where he incorporates the ashes. Uh, so he wasn't doing that already. He was not. Wow. He, cre- I mean, he was doing the art. He was doing the electrical, the electrical art, but had not. He put that all together in that moment, and two weeks later, he walked in and presented one to both of us and said these are he had surreptitiously asked my daughter for some of the ashes that were in the closets and had been there for over 20 years and i it just meant the world to me and now it's proudly hung in my home yeah that's the thing is i think a lot of people you know and cremation is is becoming uh, certainly more and more popular across the country but well it needed yes we're running out of room exactly literally Besides, the thought of me, who's claustrophobic, living in a box the rest of my life, don't Tell can't me. even go there. I mean, <laughs> but the urns just always, the traditional ones just always just kind of, oh, it just didn't have. This. Yeah, I've done too many horror films for that. Exactly. <laughs> the idea of being able to kind of carry a piece of someone with you, you know, or, or to celebrate them. And- well, yeah, now it's it's hanging up, and I, every day I look at it and, and say hi, Chris. It's, it's, yeah, it's a it's a it, it it's a happier, lighter association. I think it would for me it can really looking at a piece of art. Yes, I think yeah. I think it can get a lot more people on board. Well, please that. share it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I've got to ask you about working with Rob Solomon because he makes some really far. I so adore Rob. Yeah. And every actor that's ever worked with him will tell you the same thing. He's giving, he's fun, he's a genius. He encourages you to bring all your crazy, wacky ideas and even crazier than his, if that's even possible. (laughs) I just, you know, I've done three projects with Rob now. I'll always say yes to Rob. Do you have any idea of you know, the work you did for him from free from hell? What that's gonna what it's gonna show up? What's gonna we're seeing on the screen, or is it just still a mystery to you as to what? Well, I know it's gonna be pretty far out there. From what I, <laughs> I had this idea in this one scene that he wanted to add, and I said, "Oh, Rob, what a!" And he looked at me and went, "I fucking love it." <laughs> They'll never expect that. Let's go for it. The, you know, that's what I mean. And he's just in, in all the three um, projects I've worked with him. He's just so open and he just, for me as an actor, that just gives me a green card to be more creative, you know? And I I trust him that if it's not working, he'll pull it back. Right. That's great to have somebody. Oh, my gosh. It's like freedom for me. (laughs) Um, 
there have been several references. I don't know if you're watching the Castle Rock show on Hulu, but there's been several references to Cujo. Uh-huh. Would you, is that a, a universe you would get back into? The- oh, you bet. You bet. Yeah. I'm waiting for him to call me. <laughs> so you're you're available if you want. To oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic, you know. And, of course, I just showed our, our 13-year-old nephew and they hadn't seen a horror movie before. And so last week on my birthday, my sister-in-law was like, well, let's, yeah, let's let him do it. He's been begging and begging. So we watched A Nightmare on Elm Street with first horror oh. movie. But kids are getting into to horror now. And, and you know, you, yeah. there's even like horror. Much more mainstream. Yeah, and there's even, you know, horror-themed stuff. Yes. The show, the, the Little Witches. And uh-huh. Just Ed Mantis. Yes, exactly. So it's, what, what's your feeling about kids getting introduced to the world? I think it depends on the individual kid. Some kids at four years old are going, yeah, you know, I watch Gujo and, and Hatchet. And, they, and they're not. And other four-year-olds are scared to death at E.T. You know, you have to know your child and, yeah. and what's best for them and give them a good education about... This is a movie, and this is not what happens in life, and this is not what we want to happen in life, right? People going around hatcheting people. It's not where we want to. We don't want to take our life that way, sweetheart. Well, I know you got to get downstairs, so just one more question. Do you have any Halloween traditions that you that you follow? Anything that you do typically around the holiday? Well, we always carve jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah. And we always decorate the house. And I, unless I'm working and cannot be there, I am home giving out that candy, dude. I love seeing all those little munchkins. I do. I just love it because it it reminds me of all those years I took Gabrielle, you know. So I'm I'm from Kansas. And so... Uh, tradition is really important to me. For sure. I mean, yeah, I'm a Midwesterner as well. So yeah, so you, Christmas, I start buying Christmas stuff in January. Oh, yeah. I have a whole Christmas closet. <laughs> and so, you know, anytime anybody needs something during the year, they, mom, you have anything in the closet? Crazy. Yeah, no, I love it too. <laughs> 